Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 59. Uh, with me today is uh, Michael Gray. Uh, everyone, introduce yourselves. Um, do I go? Uh, yeah, you, you can go, go first. first. You can go first. Okay, um, hi, my name is Michael Gray. Um, I write fabricated news inside the guide and uh, various reviews for the Game Cola website. Was that everyone? Did it... I think so. Okay, we didn't forget anybody? I, I don't know. Who are you? Oh, oh, I'm Jetty. Uh, I am the podcast commander, and uh, I also occasionally do other various things on Game Cola sometimes. I think that's everyone. Yeah, So I think that's everyone. I think we're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure where everybody is tonight. Uh, I think they may be all watching the news that apparently something is being announced with the PlayStation 4, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um... Um, have you actually played a PlayStation 3? I'm trying to remember. Uh, when I play Borderlands 2 at a friend's house, it's on the PlayStation 3, I think. Okay. Well, you know, I played the PlayStation 2. That's the last PlayStation I played. I'm not sure why I got it, because I only played, like, two games for it. And then I just used it as a DVD player to watch the entire Dragon Ball Z series. Uh, in my case... I think I had a roommate at the time who really wanted to play all of his old PlayStation 2 games, so we ended up splitting the price of a used one, and uh, I mm-hmm. ended up keeping it because he uh, couldn't make his payment. So. Okay, but I mean, so um, now that we've confirmed neither of us know anything about the PlayStation, well, but we do know. The news. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we know about the PlayStation One, right? Lots of good games. I... There's Xeno Gears, Final Fantasy Tactics. Is Final Fantasy Tactics all that good? Uh, didn't somebody do a review for it recently and then someone complained? I think Matteo yeah. did, and then somebody in the comments was like, you're just not any good at the game. This is, no, that's what's making me um, wonder about Final Fantasy Tactics, because, you know, I played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for the Game Boy Advance, yeah. which was good. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2 for the Nintendo DS... I don't know why they kept the advance in the <laughs> title, but there you have it. Um, that was not so good. And then I recently played Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions for uh, the iPhone, iPad, and such. Yeah. And that was just a horrible... No, I mean, that was a horrible, horrible, horrible game. <laughs> and when I read the review of Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. I saw the screenshots. It's like, oh my gosh, War of the Lions was a remake of that original game. Really? Well, I mean, they look so similar, I have to wonder if it's a remake or not. I suppose I could look it up right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember I really enjoyed Final Fantasy Tactics when it, like, first came out or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's also to say that during that same time period, I very much enjoyed Xenogears, which uh, I keep g- going back and forth on the concept of writing a review for Xenogears. Just, uh, I replayed it, like, a year ago and was very disappointed in general. So let's see if I can actually look up the actual review, because I think some of the um, the complaints were extremely legitimate. Like, um, when they have four or five battles in a row, yeah. and you can't save at any points. Yeah, that sounds like a thing that I vaguely recall. Hold on. Uh, is Final Fantasy Tactics... Uh, oh, it's a suggested... Search, uh, is Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions a remake? Oh. Well, is it? Hold on. Uh, hold on. 
Okay, yeah, the title was originally made for the PlayStation console in 1997. So that Square Enix decided to re-envision the game for a decade later. Mm-hmm. I don't know, apparently it seems to be a remake. Oh. So, yes, it is remake, apparently. Yeah, they've got new CGI, apparently. That's the, the main change. Hmm. So, anyway... Uh, so let me see. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what... I mean... That was the last um, time that we played <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah. All that I know about the PlayStation 3 is that it loads everything incredibly slowly. Like, uh, I've played Borderlands 2 for the Xbox 360 and for the PlayStation 3, and the load time on the PlayStation 3 is ridiculously longer. Like, uh, I would say hilariously longer, except that it's not really that funny. Like, sitting there waiting for it. Mm-hmm. So. I'm still stuck on Final Fantasy Tactics, so I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, with the iPad version, obviously it comes with touchscreen controls, and those don't really work so well. Yeah. I mean, it's the game is clearly designed to have a controller. Yeah. But, I mean, they fixed some of the problems with the game, but other problems they, they left there. So are we going to talk about the PlayStation 4? Or... Oh, yeah, wasn't that what we were... We kind of got off topic. I don't know. Is there anything actually interesting about it? Okay, so from a live event in New York today, Sony revealed the PlayStation 4, which will be released this holiday season. It, quote, will create an experience that surpasses gamers' wildest expectations. Wow. End quote. Wow. So what are your wildest expectations uh, for the PlayStation do my homework, print $100 bills, uh, you know, make brownies every night. I do like brownies. Yeah. Maybe a pizza on occasion. Well, um, hmm, now you're making me wonder if pizza is better than brownies. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down for our special I, guest. I don't think you can pizza really... Pizza or brownies. I don't think you can really compare the two, though. You know, I mean, it's okay, the well, classic... Okay, well, is it a brownies? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's the classic no, you go. pizza to brownies comparison. It doesn't really work that way. Well, I do like brownies with ice cream, although I do like the warm brownies, too. Yes. Okay, so the PS4 has um, an X86 CPU, APU, and GDDR5. Oh, I'm impressed. Which means something to graphics people. Probably. Apparently, you can pause in the middle of a game, which Whoa. is... Um, Something I've never seen before. Yeah. All of my wildest expectations. I'm guessing it's like, you know, the Nintendo 3DS where you can pause in the middle of a game and then it goes back to the system menu, but the game is still running in the background to be unpaused at any time. Hmm. So you can pause your game and then switch over to the uh, Twitter app and say, hey, guess what? I'm I'm rocking at this game. Isn't that what the Wii U was supposed to be able to do? I think the Wii U can do that as well, except the, the Wii U has its own personal Twitter thing rather than connecting to like real life Twitter. Yeah, that's what I heard, and that like it takes like three hours before it actually posts it or something like that. Well, it has to be reviewed to make sure that you didn't try to tweet something inappropriate. <laughs> it's sort of like at Disneyland where you know sometimes they'll block out the pictures from a uh, Space Mountain or Splash Mountain. Yeah. Because somebody was making mean faces at the camera or something more inappropriate. Yes. Players will have profile pages, and they've wow. got some pictures. You know, it looks like a Facebook-style profile page, which it lists your trophies, the games you've been playing, and who your friends are. Mm-hmm. Why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> 
This is who your friends are. <laughs> They'll be empty for most people. <laughs> well, this is the PlayStation. Okay, they also revealed a brand new controller. It's the DualShock 4. Oh. It features a touch input, a light bar, which means, you know, it's going to be stacked with Bud Light and Coors Light. Oh, and, uh, okay. And more. And more. I'm guessing it's just a microphone input. A- oh, it's a headphone jack. It is. Wow. Cool. So what is a light bar? Like, I don't know. It, I don't know. It says it's got a light bar, and light bar is in quotation marks. Oh, so. Light bar. Like, I'm Google, well I'm Google image searching light bar, and I'm just seeing, like, uh, police lights and stuff. Hold on. PS4. It light bar. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm really not sure. Like, I'm seeing pictures of it. It looks like they're kind of trying to knock off the uh, the Oya controller with the touchpad thing. Like, do you know about the mm-hmm. Oya? Oh, yeah, I totally do. Yeah. What? Uh, it is a Android-based uh, open-source video game platform, which is actually coming out... Oh, okay, I keep... so um, I... what is Android, by the way? Uh, I keep hearing about it. It's like the competitor to the iPhone. Uh, okay, like I mean, how is it like significantly different? Because don't they have like the same game games released for both platforms? A lot of the time, but like uh, the I don't know things are doing. I, have you seen my phone, Michael? No, because I my phone does not have internet connection. Believe it or not, it's a very old phone. I've had this phone since two thousand one. Ah, so this is my phone. Well, you know, I recently tried to get an iPhone. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. But um, they shipped it to the wrong address. Oh. So um, it was a weird situation where, you know, the phone company said, well, we can't tell them what the right address is because, you know, they're trying to deliver it. And, you know, FedEx says, well, we can't change anything because, you know, only the phone company can do that. Yeah. So they went and delivered it to the wrong place three times. (laughs) And then... Sent it back. They sent it back to the warehouse and charged me like thirty dollars for wasting their time. Wow. So why did? Where did it go? Who are they trying to ship it, it to? It went. It went to a different house. Weird. Uh huh. So, um, Final Fantasy X is going to be on HD and it's going to be released for the PlayStation Vita. Interesting. Okay, cause see, uh, Paul keeps talking about Final Fantasy VII HD. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird that they would have Final Fantasy X HD, but not seven. I just wonder, maybe Final Fantasy VII wasn't as popular in Japan as it was over here or something. But they still made all those movies maybe. and stuff out of it. I don't know. Did they made movies based off Final Fantasy VII? Uh, or, well, I guess they made a movie and, like, spinoffs and stuff, I guess. I don't know. Oh. I just know that, like... Uh, Final Fantasy VII is ridiculously popular over here for some reason. Like, I've never really understood it, but... Well, I'm not sure why Final Fantasy is popular. Yeah. Whoa. 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 We're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> oh, do you want to read reader mail? Are we done talking about the PlayStation whatever? The PlayStation 4, which is being released this holiday season. Oh, just in time for the holidays. Yeah, gee, it's like they make every single, you know, system come out just in time for the holiday. Yeah. Well, I think one thing to point out is that the Wii U is doing very poorly. 
all the uh, you know reports have come in from last month, and it has not been doing well. And that's the only other thing I know. Interesting. Well, I mean, what is supposed to be special about the Wii U that's supposed to make you want to buy it? Well, it's the next Wii, and it has a cool controller. You know, I haven't owned a Nintendo system since the Super Nintendo. You skipped out on the N64? Yeah, and the GameCube and the Wii. Hmm. I, I, like, even my Game Boy, the most recent Game Boy I have is a Game Boy Color. Why are you doing a video game podcast, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> I, I'll video game podcast you. I don't know. I like video games. I just like old video games. Okay, well, I'm checking the Wii U on uh, game FAQs, and I think the top ten games, most of them haven't come out yet. How, then how are they in the Wii top ten? Come out yet. Um, how are they in the top Legend ten? They can't Wind be in Waker. the top ten if they aren't Fire even Emblem, out. Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, um, not all of the games on the top ten list for um, game FAQs have been released. Oh. Monster Hunter 3, that's not been released yet. Oh. Ah, New Super Mario Brothers, that's been released. Man, for a second... I was thinking Monster Rancher 3, which I might have been excited about. What's that about? Is it about ranching monsters? Literally. Okay, so exactly five of the games on Game FAQ's top ten of Wii U games have not been released. Oh. Oh, apparently... Only half of the top ten are games which which you can play. How many Monster Ranchers have come out? Oh, there's actually quite a few of them. I guess they go up to at least four. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it came out or it started back around the same time as uh, Pokemon and Digimon were all becoming popular. And, uh, I don't know, it was just another one of those games, Monster Rancher. Huh. I used to play it back on the PlayStation. It was cool because uh, it was on the PlayStation, and you would put in a disc, like any sort of disc. It would be like, uh, open the you know tray, pull out the disc, and put in a different disc, and you will get a monster based on the disc that you put in. Whoa. Yeah, like, which was cool, like... So you could, like, put in a CD or something? Yeah, you could put in a music CD or, like, uh, another different game or, like, a computer CD. And I guess it would basically just read a few bytes or whatever out of it and use that to generate a monster for you. And that was, like, really cool to be like, oh, man, I'm going to pull out my, you know, copy of... My Hanson CD and get get the Mbop monster. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I don't know, that was cool. Like, in the game... It talked about CDs being like monster discs or something, and like they were had some religious significance somehow. I don't know. It was a neat idea. I liked it. That does seem rather cool. Although I think there were only like ten or fifteen different potential starter monsters, so in a way it was kind of pointless. <laughs> like, actually, let me go search for Monster Rancher. Uh, known in Japan as Monster Farm. Wait, certain CDs would result in unique monsters. For example, some Christmas music albums will give a player a monster of type Santa. So, Santa monster? Apparently. Well, then, uh, although it is possible to acquire a monster in-game, the series is known for the ability to acquire new monsters using compact discs. Players can use any re- readable CD, and the game creates a monster using the data stored on it. Uh, maybe I should go look it up on game FAQs uh, CD listing here we go uh, oh wow they actually list like a ridiculous number of CDs and what they actually give you 
Interesting. And they do... No, okay. Well, anyway. Video games. Uh, so are we... Do we care about the Wii U or the PlayStation 4? No, I, I think we're going to wait out this generation and maybe jump on board with the, the next generation. Maybe. Well, you know, I moved up to uh, another state recently, and um, I had to leave behind all my video game systems and things, so all I have is the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, that's sad. And I brought it with me because I had, like, three new games for it, and I don't really enjoy any of the games, so I haven't been playing. Well, that's disappointing. So I'm probably not going to be able to participate in this console generation. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, as a game developer trying to get into the indie game market, uh, I bought the Xbox 360, and then now it seems that they are phasing out <laughs> XNA, uh, which I used to develop for the Xbox 360, so I'm kind of curious to see what happens with the next, uh, you know, the quote Xbox 720, so to speak. I've heard other things, like now PlayStation Mobile is available, like you can develop for the Vita and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, in a similar way to how you can develop for the Xbox 360. And also, like I mentioned, there is the OUYA, which, uh, again, would be open source and based on Android. So I could develop at the same time for the OUYA console and also for Android phones, which would open me up. So, I don't know. There are other options, I guess. So are you? have you actually made any games? Uh, not completed, but I'm getting there. Can you talk about any of these games? Uh, actually, okay, hold on. I recently... No, okay. Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, last night, actually. Oops. Because, I mean, you keep saying you're a game developer, but you haven't, like, developed actual games, man. I haven't completed any games. I have developed a significant amount of code. Dude, I've, I've developed more games than you have. I wrote, like, four games for the uh, TI-82. Oh. No, okay. Actually, I think I might actually still have them. Um, I don't have the TI-82, but my games are still up there on the internet. Oh. Well, I made some games for QBasic uh, back when I was, like, Ooh. 13. Uh, I made one. It was uh, a text adventure of sorts. Mm -hmm. What else is there? Actually, I made a couple of text adventures. What else? I don't know. Uh, I made a few small games for class projects when I was in college. Uh, but nothing that I've actually released and sold on the Xbox as of yet. But I'm getting close. Do you need somebody to draw the inventory art for your adventure game? Because I've done that for one game. Oh. I was a cartoonist for a while. You are a... Uh... Oh, wait. You were a cartoonist for a while. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about to... that. I forgot about I my... I can't sell my skills to you. Comic. Everybody seems to love this uh, Rated and Weep. I'm surprised. Yeah, everyone really seems to like it. I thought it was kind of bad. But, okay, I think that's the point, so... Yeah, but, like, what was... I mean, yeah, the uh, the fan fiction was bad, but I think that our acting was top-notch. I, I definitely hammed it up a little bit, but I'm surprised there is no link to the actual... Um, yeah, I thought he was going to post a link to the story. fanfic. Well, I, I, I sent him a, a fanfic, by the way. I sent him a couple of fanfics, which could also work as horrible ones. Did you send him... Uh, Excellent, A Story of Dudes and Ninjas. I did not, because that is too good. Oh. I sent him, um... Uh... You know, you're snatching, um... Fan... Oh, now it's just gonna show me a result for my fanfic, so... 
Cam section Paul. Because I, it still sends me messages whenever I uh, somebody reviews one of my fanfics, oh. and I'm surprised when I keep getting reviews for like a Dragon Ball Z fanfic <laughs> I wrote like years ago. <laughs> it's like, why are people still? Well, it's a great story. I yes. know why people are reading it, but it, it's still kind of. Why are people still looking up Dragon Ball Z fanfics? No, I mean, why are people still looking up this particular one? Oh. I guess. I do. I do remember you mentioning that, and that uh. You left it with a literal cliffhanger, and then at the beginning of the next one, he's just like, "Oh wait a second, I can fly." Yeah, I can. I can actually get that for you and read it. <laughs> Let me see. I have three Dragon Ball Z fanfics. I wrote one called Filler, written in um, <laughs> July of 2009, which is basically me making fun of the fact that there's nothing but filler on the show. Yeah. Like, do you know why that is? Because I heard why that apparently was. Um, I know why it is. They wanted to make it match up with the comic book series or something. Yeah, exactly. And as the comic book was currently being written, <laughs> it took forever. The comic book had like 90 episodes, so they said, hey, let's have the TV show be exactly 90 episodes. No. But I guess well, a 20-page comic isn't as good. Well, no, it was like uh, he was writing it as they were airing the TV show. Really? Yeah. So, so they had to know what was going to happen next. Yeah, so like literally he would come out with the next, uh, you know, few chapters or whatever, and they would take, you know, the like four or five pages that he made and make it into a whole half hour episode. <laughs> uh, and that is why they stretch out all the battles for so long and why everyone stands around going, oh, for three episodes. Because well, you know what it turns out, actually? Because, uh, like I said, I used my uh, PlayStation 2 to watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, do you know the scenes where the characters um, just sit and talk to each other all the time? Yeah. In Japanese, they don't. Really? We we added all the dialogue in the American version. Really? So, I mean, if you watch carefully, you'll notice, like, Goku is standing off against Cell, and they're both talking to each other. Yeah. Goku only talks when the camera is showing Cell, or if it's showing the back of Goku's head. Interesting. It's because his mouth isn't actually moving. He he did not say anything. Weird. And, like, okay. In the Japanese version, it's just a uh, musical number. One of my favorite shows is uh, Robotech. Do you know anything about Robotech? No, not really. Okay, uh, what happens is, in the 80s, uh, a group of people wanted to bring Macross over from Japan, but in order to meet American uh, syndication requirements, you had to have 65 episodes, uh, and of course, Japanese requirements are only 26, so there weren't enough... I didn't know that at all. <laughs> I thought I mentioned that on the podcast before. Didn't we... Well, no, Japanese, you didn't mention Japanese syndication requirements. Oh, well, I, I don't think it's like syndication requirements, just that for a season to be played, it only needs 26 episodes, mm -hmm. uh, but either way... Not enough episodes for syndication, so they took three entirely separate, completely unrelated Japanese shows and mashed them together and tried to make their plots fit together uh, to have one three-part show. Yes. Now, the thing was, I was recently re-watching Macross, or sorry, uh, Robotech. I was like, dude, this narrator talks constantly. He just never stops talking. Like, everything is always, whenever there is a shot of, like... Two guys looking at a robot. He's like, 
Professor Something and his assistant are looking at the robot. It's like, well, yeah, I can tell that they were doing that because that is what is happening in this shot. And if you watch the original Japanese shows, there is no narrator. Like, there was no one explaining any of this at all. Uh, they just made all this stuff up to fill in, I guess, dead air. Uh, I mean, there were some scenes where, like, you don't really know what's going on. Wow. So, uh, we have fan mail, if you want to read some fan mail. We have some fan mail, yes. Okay, uh, we've got uh, three or four, depending on how you count these. Uh, number one, from Julia Fletcher. You guys are great. Hi. It's been a while, but I just wanted to tell you guys that I think you're great and look forward to new material. Are you going to do a walkthrough for Virtue's Last Reward? So thank you for doing what you do. Julia, uh, you were involved with uh, 999, weren't you? I certainly was, and I am the person who is in charge of recording uh, Virtue's Last Reward for the Game Cola YouTube. We are having trouble um, doing this because, um, yeah, it doesn't work. (laughs) Recording the 3DS just doesn't really work. Weird, yeah, interesting. So um, I have received some... um, I probably shouldn't say this. Okay, I did not receive anything along the lines of an illegal ROM or anything like that. <laughs> no sort of illegal emulation going on here. Yes. But if I had received one, yes. it would have been password locked, so I couldn't actually use it. Interesting. And I would have been given the wrong password to unlock it, so I would be unable to record it. But see, I thought that you could... I thought that, uh, and this is something that we discussed on a previous podcast, which was, uh, is it actually legal to download something that you've bought? Because there's always that old rumor that basically, if you own the game, it's legal for you to, quote, own a backup digital copy, since technically you purchased it. Well, hypothetically, because this is just a hypothetical situation. Yeah, this didn't um, actually uh, happen. Yeah. Uh, if you were to have received... This would have been a, a copy made based off of one of those uh, PC emulators. I mean, so this would have been one of those... Um, I don't actually know if you know about this. People make, like, memory cards with the, that will back up games on them. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, um, I think it's called the DS2. Hmm. I mean, I know about, Super, like... Supercard DS2 um, or something like that. Hmm. But it's basically, rather than um, having a cartridge, it's, say, a memory card which works like a cartridge. Interesting. But because it's a memory card, you can have multiple games on it. Hmm. No, I've never heard about that kind of thing. Yeah, and it works with your uh, DS. Interesting. So, I mean, this wouldn't have been like a ROM being made from a cartridge. It would have been a ROM copied from, like... (laughs) Another fake ROM. (laughs) If if such a thing had happened... This is what might have I happened. imagine that's where somebody would have gotten one, yeah. Interesting. But either so way, there are issues sorry. with recording. There are issues with recording. You know, if I, if you are willing to, you know, buy a PlayStation Portable for me, as well as a high-end camera and a copy of the game, <laughs> I would love to record it in my dark room. <laughs> is it time, perhaps, for the next email? Yeah, because I, I have nothing concrete to say about the first one. No. Uh, okay. From John O.C. Podcast. Dear Game Cola, I am trying to start Let's Plays on computer and system. What kind of equipment slash program do you recommend? So far for PC, I have a decent mic 
and use VideoPad. For systems, I have nothing but the systems themselves and games. I'm doing small group let's plays, one to four people. Please help. I do not know how to do this well. Thanks and keep up the good work. John. Now, actually, he continues, and literally, uh, that one was sent at 3.38, and this next email is sent at 4 p.m., and it says, scratch that, video pad broke. John. Now, okay, well, yeah. I feel like we should, we can still, like, talk about it a bit, right? Like, since he asked questions, and I'm sure there are other listeners, even if he is no longer interested in hearing the response, other listeners may be curious. Well, I'm always hesitant to uh, give advice on how to record things because then people will watch their videos instead of mine. I know. So, so it can't be done. Yeah, it's impossible. Sorry. I don't know how to do it, actually. Ever since I upgraded to Windows uh, 7, I can't record off of my GameCube anymore or my PlayStation. Oh, really? I mean, were you able to record? The program that I used on my computer and it also connected directly to, like, the the PlayStation, Yeah. the program doesn't work anymore. Interesting. Now, uh, I think most people just use emulators. Other people, there is, there are, like, systems that will... Uh, in one way or another, put your put an input that's coming from your TV into the computer somehow, uh, like TV tuners and stuff. I guess I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, yeah, that's what they're called. I don't know how they work at all. Yeah, well, like I remember ages ago, uh, I recorded a movie off of VHS onto my computer, but being that this was in like 2001, it was like 320 by 240. And just, like, terrible quality, and uh, at the same time, it was, like, 4 gigs, which was using up the vast majority of my hard drive space. <laughs> so it didn't really work that well. But I'm sure the technology has come a long ways since then. <laughs> yeah, now now it can record in HD stuff. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I recently played Pajama Sam 4. Um, Pajama Sam 4, Life is Rough When You Lose Your Stuff, and it runs in... 640 by 480. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a maximum of, say, uh, 10 frames per second. So my recording equipment was easily able to record the game in perfect quality <laughs> with no problems whatsoever. Yeah. Well, uh, was it actually, I guess, okay, there is one thing that a friend of mine showed me recently, which is uh, Retsu Purai, which, like, is basically a guy who Let's Plays Let's Plays. Like, he watches people <laughs> doing a Let's Play and basically makes fun of them for how terrible their Let's Play is. Uh, I will give a link to it when I actually make the uh, post for this so people can watch this. But basically, I guess it's the guy who pretty much made the first Let's Play, and then he got really tired of other people making really bad Let's Plays, and so now he goes around making fun of people who make bad Let's Plays. He made the first Let's Play? Like, the original Let's Play that was actually called, like, a Let's Play. Oh, so he coined the term. Basically. I mean, I imagine there were video walkthroughs before that, but... Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm questioning, not not to be a jerk. Yeah. But I specifically never used the term Let's Play on any of my video walkthroughs, because I got in through the walkthrough aspect, because... Yeah, you were doing you walkthroughs know, on Game I'm Facts. from Game FAQs. I've been writing walkthroughs for them since, like, 2000. Yeah. And so my primary purpose was to be a, a walkthrough person rather than to entertain or to, um, you know, enjoy a video game. It's like, no, I want to show. Here's how you do. 
X, Y, Z, or so you solve this puzzle. Yeah. But I guess basically, okay, there were a couple of these where... <laughs> he hasn't attacked mine, has he? Please don't. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked through most of them, just the ones that my friend sent me a link to. Uh, but, like, the dude is filming his TV, like, with a video camera, and there are, like, cords in front of the TV, and then it keeps, like, zooming in randomly. <laughs> like, it zoomed in all the way to the point where all you see is, like, you know, pixels. You can't actually tell what's going on. And he's like, oh, whoops, it zoomed in. And then he, like, reaches over and zooms it out. <laughs> After which it immediately starts zooming back in. <laughs> and basically, as long as you're not like that, you can probably get away with just filming the TV. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't really... Uh, if only Matt Jonas were here. Yeah, he actually makes good stuff. Yeah. So, like, he has the fantastic, you know, super HD. Yeah, like, high quality where it's showing him and the game at the same time. Yeah, like, and I'm... Well, I was also wondering how what's the difference between 720 HD and 1080 HD. Oh, uh, well, the size, like, 1080 is just bigger. Just bigger, that's all. Yeah. But I mean, my TV screen is the same size no matter what, so I can't well, I can't uh, visualize the difference. Like, it probably doesn't make such a big difference for like smaller TVs, like if it were on a uh, computer screen. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have like a huge TV, uh, basically you see fewer pixels. Like the pixels, the pixelation is less. So should we go on to the next email? Yeah, let's go on to the next email. Hey, okay. this one is also from Julia Fletcher. Uh, oh, by the way, I have a, another point to make, though. Oh, okay. So, um, if, before the next email, Jenny, do you remember when the Game Cola podcast was debating whether or not unicorns could fly? Yes, and we were talking about unicorns and Pegasi. So, um, the debate has officially been ended. Oh, has it? With the uh, series finale of, um, uh, or not series finale, season finale of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, the main character... She is a unicorn, and she was given a pair of wings. Oh. Yeah, she became a princess, which means she has wings, so now she can fly. Oh, it's canon now. Yeah, so we have flying we have flying unicorns. Wow. And she also grew, like, three inches. She's, like, three inches taller now. <laughs> she leveled up or she evolved. Like. I, I'm guessing that's what it has to be, but I guess, you know, they, they had to make her taller so they could have room to put the wings. Yes. Yeah. Is that it? I don't know. Maybe when you become a princess, you become taller. Or there's a height requirement for princesses, so she was forced to. Okay, that would make sense, yeah. So now um, now that um, it's been confirmed, uh, the Game Cola faithful can stop wondering whether unicorns can fly. That's true, Rizaman. <laughs> Wasn't he the only one really, like, debating that? <laughs> he was the one who was really going for grounded unicorns, because... He thought it took away from Pegasi. True. <laughs> Next email. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Also from Julia Fletcher, more weird occurrences. Hello, podcast. So, this is Julia, the one who was playing Fable and somehow had a child that was a different race from her parents. Remember that? Well, something weirder happened while I was playing a video game. I don't even... Well, wait, wait, wait. Having a child that's different from the race of your parents... This happened in the game, right? This happened in Fable, yeah. She sent us an email, like... Uh, okay, not not in real life. <laughs> it was in the video game, Michael. Okay, just, just <laughs> I check. 
Just thought I'd check. The point is, she emailed us like a year ago and told us about in Fable that when she came back and found her child, it was like she ran around town looking for her child, and it was like the only black child in town. So mm-hmm. something had happened since... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I don't even play many video games, but something seems to happen every time. I was playing The Sims. Love The Sims. And i just gotten Seasons, which is really fun and exciting. I don't know whether or not this strange feature came with Seasons, but this happened. My Sim was a teacher, so she was in school, chilling, when suddenly a message appeared in the upper left that said, uh, whatever her name was, is starting to wonder why it's suddenly getting dark. And it said, move camera. Confused, I moved the camera, paused, thought it must be a glitch, unpaused, and then saw six, six meteors plummet into the school. I kid you not. My sim is suddenly outside, singed, all burnt and stuff, with her boss, looking surprised. But that's when it went from confusing to tragic. Her co-worker calmly sauntered out of the school, and then died. Just dropped dead. Grim Reaper showed up, took his soul, gravestone was there, my chick was sad, and I couldn't imagine what had just happened. But that's when it went from tragic to horrifying. All of the children and teenagers in the school, one by one, calmly walk outside and die. Really, this happened to me. No! I couldn't do anything about this. My chick was even stuck there as she mourned these children, so I couldn't leave. The Grim Reaper was there for six hours. (laughs) The worst part about it was that when each of them died, uh, starting with their coworker and ending with Last Child, I got a message in the upper right corner of the screen that said, uh, whatever their name was, has been crushed by a meteor. Hopefully they wished upon that star. So horrifying. So now my question's, who programs this? What's sick about some video game company decides that this is something to put in the game? Why do I always find these weird things when I play games? Is it a blessing or a curse? Has anyone, or has anything like this ever happened to you? How would you react to this situation? I called my friend and freaked out. If it is a curse, how do I get rid of it? Julia. Now actually, sorry, do you have something to say about this? Because... I think we might be mentioning the same thing, but on the previous podcast, I think we mentioned that Paul somehow always gets the worst ending possible while playing video games. Yes, I do recall that. Now, I was going to say, uh, I have read that actually this was an update listed, uh, like it was a conscious update. This is something that they put in uh, purposefully into the code, is that basically now, if... A meteor comes and strikes a building. All the Sims get to leave, except for the case of children who are in school, because children are not allowed to leave school. Really? Yeah. Even when meteorites are going to attack the town? Yeah, well, it's a commentary on uh, the state of public education, I believe. So. Wait, that's the problem people have with public education? It's because students spend too much time in school? Uh... They're not allowed to leave when meteors hit. I mean, come on. I, I had no idea. Cause Sims 3... You know, the last time I was in a school, actually, was um, voting day last year, when I was voting for, um, you know, Mickey Mouse as president. Yeah, yeah. And uh, somebody pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> and everybody had to exit the building, including, you know, the voters. Yeah. So I had to sit around and wait for, like, 40 minutes before... the 
the uh, it was declared that there was no fire, and they let us back inside to finish voting. Mm. So, I mean, personal experience tells me that students are allowed to leave school in case of disasters, or at least leave the building. Hold on. Uh, okay, here. So The Sims 3 might have the greatest patch notes ever. Uh, number one, kleptomaniac Sims can no longer steal subway stations from lots. Sims can no longer woohoo in the elevator with a Sim who is on a different floor. The Grim Reaper will no longer be prevented from reaping souls due to band affiliation. <laughs> Fix the tuning issues so that Sims now vomit at acceptable levels. <laughs> uh, it is no longer possible to try for baby with the Grim Reaper. Become enemies with child, which no longer appears. Uh, Sims who are on fire will no longer be forced to attend graduation before they can put themselves out. Pregnant Sims can no longer brawl. Baby Sims will no longer become stuck on a Sim's hand while driving a car. Sims will no longer receive a wish to skinny dip with mummies. A meteor can hit a building, in which case everyone will run out before the collision. Those who do not exit the building will die. Sims automatically leave if a meteor is approaching, unless it is a school, in which case children are not allowed to leave and they always die. Poor children. Yes. So those are the updates to The Sims 3. So it was a purposeful update. They did this. So that's who programs it. Uh, do you want me to go look up who the developers were for Sims 3? <laughs> I'm sure you can look it up on your spare time, yeah. Anyway... Uh, those are all the emails that we had. Uh, so, and we never heard from our special guest. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean he's been on the entire time, but but okay. Uh, we were supposed to have Angus Cheng, the lead developer for Baller Industries, uh, who currently is making, as you can imagine, uh, more than likely Game Cola's top game of the year for 2013, Kill the Clean Shaven. A video game about an action hero with a beard. Yeah, beards are um, interesting, I suppose. Yeah, they're a game Cola favorite. Why? Because Paul Franzen has a beard. Oh, that's why. Okay. Uh, back in October, Paul posted, Kill the Clean Shaven is my f- new favorite game. Uh, from the studio that brought you Let's Get Fiscal and Get Rich or Die Gaming uh, comes the new greatest video of all time. Uh, since last time I called something the new greatest video of all time. It's Hunter-inspired run-and-gun platformer called Kill the Clean Shaven, and it started this guy. as a picture of Mick Beard. <laughs> so, I mean, this sounds like it's going to be a pretty great game. Uh, sadly, I could not contact the developer to actually be on this time, but maybe he will be on next time, uh, if that works. Next time on the Mike and Jetty Show! So, Maniac Mansion, why is this game so popular? Uh, You know, I played it, it wasn't that good. I don't know, I remember everyone being all about it uh, back in the day. I never played it myself. Me too. If only Paul was here, and not working on his secret project that he loves so much. Well, there are like um, six or... No, there are eight different characters, and you can choose like two out of the eight. Oh, and they're inventing... Hmm? Yeah, but... No, I, I just remember, it's like, well, you know, they had to make the game... I don't know, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you can put a hamster in a microwave or something, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or at least in the yeah, PC that's... version and not the Nintendo version or something. Yeah. Whoa, okay, apparently they had a curse in the original version of the game as well. Like a curse or like a swear word? 
I said a swear word. Oh, you said curse. Yeah, curse can be used to uh, mean swear word. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, I realize that, but, like, I was trying to figure out which you meant specifically. Like, whether the game was cursed, or if there was a curse in the game, or people were cursing in the game. They say darn. Mm-hmm. Oh. They don't say darn. They He changed it to do not be a tuna head. <laughs> And the original version was much, much meaner. But, no, apparently they had, um, you know, they have eight characters in the game, and you can choose, like, which of the two characters you're going to play as, and you can switch back and forth between the characters. Oh, no, wait, it's six characters. I'm sorry, I'm reading it up here. Each character possesses unique abilities. For example, Sid and Razor can play musical instruments, while Bernard can repair appliances. Mm. Yeah, but here's the problem, is the game may be completed with any character combination. So, you know, it always felt to me like there's no point in have, being able to choose multiple characters because it doesn't really change the game that much. I don't know, I mean, don't you have to use different options to get the same result? No, I mean, that was my feeling at the time. Granted, I only played this once, like, 12 years ago, yeah. so I don't know. But, you know, I got the sense that the game is basically the same no matter which character you're playing as. I don't know, I've never played it, so... Yeah. But, I mean, um, this brings up a point about uh, adventure games. Do adventure games really work with um, multiple characters? Or I should say multiple protagonists? I don't know. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Because. Maniac Mansion. Uh, (laughs) Example number one. Or, say, Maniac Mansion's sequel, probably better known, Day of the Tentacle, where you have three different characters you play as. And it's basically the one character gets completely ignored all the time. doesn't show up. You know, it's just there for, like, 10% of the game. Like, do you mean, uh... I don't know, like, I I feel like I don't see why there should be a problem with it. Like, if... Yeah, I mean, there shouldn't be a problem with it. Um, I've seen a lot of games that do it well, but Maniac Mansion is making me think... It's a game where you can only choose, like, two out of six characters. Yeah, that one... Something like that work. Like, uh... Yeah, because it's different if you need to play, like, oh, well, this character needs to go over here and do this, and this other character needs to go over there and do that, and, like, flip a switch to open the door for the other character. Like, where mm-hmm. they're required to do different things, so, like, you're required to use all of them. But then yeah. that only leads to, like, one ending. Whereas, technically, if you have different characters that you can pick, you can go through the same puzzles in a different way. Or you have to go through, like, a different area altogether because you can't finish this puzzle. Or you might get different endings. Like, I think that sounds like it would be more interesting. It It is more interesting, but I think what it boils down to is, say, like, the Final Fantasy style, where it's like, well, you can play as the wizard or as the dwarf or as the thief. But no matter what you choose, it's still going to be exactly the same. Michael, you don't know anything about Final Fantasy. Sure I do. You can play as the Red Mage, or I'm simplifying for the (laughs) sake of our viewers there. Yes. Uh, The Red Mage, the Thief, Black Mage, and the the Warrior. Yeah, no, you can... Turns into the Knight. You can be the Black Belt, or you can be, I don't know, Red Mage, White Mage, Black Mage, Thief, Fighter. Yeah, and it seems like the game is the same no matter which character you choose. Yeah, I mean, the original Final Fantasy is... Because I never use magic, so that's that's why... But like, uh, but the playing thereof, the playing through, is different. Yeah, and that's why Final Fantasy Tactics Advance was so much fun. But Final Fantasy Tactics, the original, apparently does not have as much of a difference 
I mean, your strategy is basically going to be the same no matter uh, what kind of character you choose because you're given, like, a preset character, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, you start off with the one guy and there are certain, like, hero characters or whatever, but they, uh, you still get to choose their jobs and you still get to, yeah. uh, like, there are other characters who you can hire and also, like, monster characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the exact same thing, but in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, it's improved in that you get specific types of characters. So, for example, you can hire somebody who's specifically um, the black mage type. Oh, instead of getting one who's just a squire and then leveling them up? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, because then you have, you're not forced into anything, you get whatever choice you want, and then you end up choosing the same thing all the time. Yeah. Mm, interesting. No, but I mean, when I played the Final Fantasy Tactics uh, War of the Lions, it's basically, oh, guess what? Every single character starts as a squire. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's how it went. And then if one of your characters died who you, like, leveled up a whole lot, well, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Like, leveling up a new one from Squire. Mm-hmm. So with Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, it's like, okay, well, do I hire the Black Mage? Do I hire the the Thief? Or so on and so forth. And actually, the the strategy what you should do when you're playing Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is you want to hire the White Mage. Yeah. Because that person has the best um, statistics, starting statistics, magically speaking. Hmm. So, I mean, if you want a black mage, what you want to do is you hire a white mage and then turn them into a black mage. Interesting. Just just immediately switch their jobs, because a white mage who is turned into a black mage has better stats than a black mage just coming out of the gate. That's funny, actually. Yeah, that was actually the strategy I used. I imagine Maniac Mansion would be better if they did a game more like it. I think just because it was so old that there wasn't much they could do with, like, character interactions and things. Yeah, if they were to have a new game like that now? Well, I mean, the the six different characters, we could say, they could have more distinct personalities. Yeah. Or they could have personalities, period. <laughs> I don't I mean, I never, I never played the game, so I don't really know that much about the characters. I only played it, like, for ten minutes. I don't know why I'm getting so down on this game. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, I mean, there seemed to be, like, a rock and roll dude and, like, or, like, a punk guy and, like, a, a nerd mm-hmm. and then a girl... I don't know, I don't really know anything about the game. <laughs> Welcome to the Game Call Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm your host. I don't know anything about I've video seen... games. I've seen video games since a lot of adventure games, which have multiple characters, and that's good. But I think usually what they try to do is they have the characters not together, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're separate so that they can do different parts of a puzzle and flip different switches or whatever, right? Yeah, no, but I mean something more like, well, Nancy Drew is solving puzzles in the mansion, and you can switch to her friend Bess, who is downtown New Orleans, and she's dealing with two other characters there. Yeah, that's true. So you can do things that the other character actually can't do. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're at a a game where it's like, well, I can switch between the two characters, but they're both here in the exact same room, and, you know, character B is just going to follow you around wherever you go, there's really not much... Oh, I see what you're saying about that aspect. I hadn't really thought about that, because, like, I guess in my mind I'm thinking about, well, you can choose out of six, uh, in which case, like, from start to end the game is going to be different when you choose your two characters you want to actually play as. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're choosing between the two characters that you have and they're both, like, in the exact same room, that does seem kind of silly. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of a game called Renaissance... Uh... 
Renaissance, which I which I reviewed um, last year, which was it had four different characters, but I think they were they were all introduced separately, so it worked. But I mean, it's sort of like uh, at the halfway point of the game, all the characters come together and you can switch between them. So like you needed the nurse in order to get into the hospital, and only the cop yeah. character could get inside the police station. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I mean, that worked. That worked fine. So, video games. Yeah, I've played one or two. So, adventure games or RPGs? Uh, I usually play RPGs. Mm. It's my thing. I haven't found any good RPGs recently. Well, I just got the Fire Emblem series, which I like. I prefer the strategy RPGs, I guess. Actually, I guess that's true, as I haven't really played a new game in a long time. I mean, uh, Borderlands 2, but I haven't, like... The last time that I actually played a new console RPG, I think, would have been, like, Xenogears, or, like, Final Fantasy VII, if, like, basically PlayStation 1 era would have been the newest console RPG that I've ever played. I'm just wondering why they have RPGs. Um, do you think RPGs are better on the console or the handheld? I mean, now that the handhelds are strong enough to be, like, they're about as strong as, say, like, the PlayStation 1 console. Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems to me, given, like, the limitations and stuff, or, like, the lack of limitations on an actual console, it seems kind of silly to have, like, a turn-based RPG, like a standard traditional RPG, uh, on a console. Like, I don't know. Uh, again, I haven't really played modern ones, but, uh... I wouldn't know. I don't know, know. what are video games like these days? Yeah, how are... Are modern RPGs in any way different than normal RPGs? Like older RPGs? I don't know. Well, I get the sense that there are a lot more games where you have interactive cutscenes, which is basically you watch the cutscene, and every now and then you press, like, the A button when it shows up on screen. Hmm. Weird. I've never seen that, I don't think. I think there were, like, three games that were at last year's E3, which were like that. Strange. But, I mean, so wait, are, are you talking about... It's a movie. Uh, yeah, Heavy Rain, I think. No, I was thinking Space Ace or Dragon's Lair. Yeah, it's along the same style <laughs> as Space Ace, believe it or not. Really? Yep. Seems so and we, we at Game Cola gave Heavy Rain such a high... Wasn't it like Game of the Year? Was it? I don't remember. I do remember it being a big deal a couple of years ago, but... Yeah, so Heavy Rain, they, I think they're making Heavy Rain 2, and that company is also making another game along the same style. Mm. It's like the town was burning, and it was weird just watching it, though, because it's like, here's actual gameplay footage. It's like, this is just a huge cutscene. There's There wasn't any actual gameplay to speak of. Weird. Yeah. So I think that's what they do with modern RPGs. They have a lot more um, scenes... I don't know. I mean, I guess that's true. Like, uh, actually, that's right. I very briefly began to play Xenosaga, and I just kind of hated it because uh, of the first hour of gameplay. Forty-five minutes were me watching FMVs, and I just kind of stopped caring. Like, honestly, like there was a twenty-minute straight FMV that I honestly didn't care about, and I just put down the game and never returned. That's what I liked about Legend of Zelda. They let you skip all the FMVs. Or it's not oh, yeah. FMV, I, I call it a cutscene, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, cutscenes, that's true. 
So what do you think about that? And that's that's a good topic for another podcast, is um, skipping things in video games. Uh, what do you mean? Because like, some games let you uh, skip cutscenes, right? Yeah, I mean, it's useful if you've played the game before. Yeah, and I mean, but casual games, um, sometimes they let you, they let you like, skip the puzzle. Say, like, if you haven't solved the puzzle within a minute, you can skip it. Oh. Oh, interesting, like, actually skipping gameplay? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really standard feature in a lot of casual games. I'd say, like, 80 to 90% of them have, like, the skip puzzle option. Interesting. No, uh... And, you know, if you're playing the game on hard mode, the skip the skip meter fills more slowly. Interesting. No, uh, I guess it's sort of a trend in recent years, like how new Mario games just give you ridiculous amounts of lives mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing. Like, I think it's better, like, that you can't just die and have to be forced to restart the game or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't know, I guess it's what you want out of your game and who you're trying to sell your game to, because personally, I like to be challenged. Uh, I don't know, I guess there is sort of a limit to the challenge and being able to, like, try it over and over again and just saying, like, can I just progress, <laughs> please? Can I just skip this puzzle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, think, I think that's also... I'm not entirely against it. That's also a good point, is that it depends on who the target audience is. Yeah. Because I, um... Wasn't there, there was like some sort of big fuss. I think Michael Ridgway wrote an article about it on GameCola a while ago where um, somebody, one of the designers of like the first person shooters made a suggestion that, you know, they could put in a mode which lets you skip like the shooting segments or something like that. Oh, interesting. It's like, it's like, well, the game allows you to skip like the cutscenes, right? It's like, well, why why don't we have an equal mode for somebody who just wants to see the cutscenes? Watch the cutscenes. <laughs> so it's like, why don't you have a mode for somebody who wants to skip the gameplay? Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I mean, then if, why are you playing the game? Well, like, I guess there's still the story. If but you like, like the story, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not entirely against it. Like, I guess personally, I would say have it be available if you've played through the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's just me personally. Like, well, that's something that bothers me. I guess when I'm playing the casual games, is uh, which puzzles are the ones that the skip button actually appears. Oh yeah. Like for example, I'm gonna have to look up this game. I didn't really like it that. Well, I liked it, but um, you know what a bonus edition of the game is? This is something that's real common in like casual games, but not so much in real games. No, I don't. It's basically, they'll release the normal game for $10, and the collector's edition of the game is um, worth $20. Weird. And it comes with bonus features, and usually the bonus feature is they give you an additional chapter. Interesting. And, you know, sometimes it's like the additional chapter is good, and then sometimes, such as in this game I'm thinking of, Death Upon an Austrian Sonata, (laughs) the extra chapter is like, I can see why this material didn't make it into the actual game itself. It's really, really <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. But with that one, there were some puzzles that you couldn't skip, which were just really horrible and needed to be skipped immediately. Strange. I don't know, like, it seems like, well, who made or tested this game? Yeah. I think what also, you know, you backed away, you back away from a puzzle and it resets. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah. And you didn't, because I think in the normal game, when you back away from a puzzle, it doesn't reset. 
Yeah, in the normal game, you back away from a puzzle, it won't reset. Okay. But here in the epilogue, if you back away from a puzzle, it completely resets. Oh. And it was a slider puzzle that I was dying on, so, I mean, it's like double difficult. Yeah. Ugh. Weird. So yes, Death Upon the Austrian Sonata. Good game, buy it, don't get the collector's edition, it's not worth the extra $10. Weird. Uh, I feel like I should get into games that rip you off. No, what? No. <laughs> if I can double the price of my game by only adding one stupid level that no one likes anyway, why wouldn't I? Well, I think you. I think what the developers are doing nowadays is like they purposely decide um, that we're going to have a bonus level so we can charge an extra ten dollars. Yeah, well, it's sort of like uh, what was it the Download iPad came out and then the iPad, the iPad two came out and it was like, hey, it has the actual features that you actually wanted in the last one. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, well, why didn't you have those in the first one? You only made this so that you could get double your money. Well, I think. This is a video game controversy from like three years ago, but you know, like how they charge for downloadable bonus content in video games sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like one of the Capcom, you know, fighter games. It's like, oh, you know, you can pay five dollars and get a bonus fighter. Yeah. And usually, usually they release it like after the game comes out. So like three months after the game comes out, you can get this super fighter. Yeah. But somebody, you know, those hacker guys, I don't know what you call it. It's like the character was actually there on the actual game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's not bonus content. It was always intended to be there. Yeah, just that you had to pay to get it off of the CD, like even though it was already there. Yeah, because they were pretending, trying to trick people into thinking that they actually made it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff is dumb. Okay, but what about, here's another thing that I see sometimes, or I'm, I've heard about um, the DLC, is that they will not finish a game because they know they can fix it later, if that makes sense. What do you mean? So, I mean, for example, say this game is supposed to be like eight hours long, so what our company is going to do is we're only going to make like the first five hours and then ship that out as the actual game. Oh, yeah, and, and then the next three hours will be released later. Yeah, so that helps us get the game done faster, and we yeah. get more money. Yeah, what we were going to do all along. Yeah, or like, uh, what was it the movie The Hobbit is a three-part movie for one book, mm -hmm. and basically, in order to fill all that space, they made up a bunch of stuff that like actually isn't in the original book. Which is sad because they should have done that with The Lord of the Rings, which is a much Larger book. <laughs> well, they have three movies with that. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, um, I guess, with Harry Potter sometimes, where it's like, well, why is the one that they decide to split up into two movies the final one? Yeah. Why is it not the longest book that we split up into two movies? Yeah, well, it's to make more money. Well, yeah, but I mean, they could have split up the longest book into two movies to make more money. That, that would have been cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think there should be... a balance with like the bonus chapters i mean how long do you think how long does like bonus content have to be in order for it to be worth it i don't know like i've been kind of thinking in general uh like if i sell a game for a dollar how long should it be mm -hmm. you know it's kind of the same question well i mean like, i had a specific answer that i was thinking of but you can keep talking oh <laughs> 12 minutes <laughs> i don't know like, exactly 12 minutes yes like 
is an hour long enough for a dollar or like does it depend on the type of game because like a more action oriented game would take more to develop and give more i don't know interesting play i guess than like a rpg like yeah but rpgs tend to be longer as well you're right. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is like, but it would be more reading and stuff, and like more, uh, like boring, randomly generated battles. So it doesn't really count as much to have like a four-hour RPG for a dollar versus a one-hour uh, action adventure game. I think action games also tend to be a bit more replayable. Yeah. No, but uh, what were you going to say? I was about, going to talk about uh, actual games, actually, with the. Oh, actual games. Mystery Case Files Shadow Lake, which is the FMV game starring, you know, the woman who played Marty McFly's mother. I have my review of it on GameCola. Oh, was that her? That was her. Sorry, I saw, I saw, I did see, and it stars, hold on, or was it? Leah Thompson. You don't know who I am? No, just I like, you don't know who I am? Jack Talon, host of Ghost Patrol? I just like the way that he says that with a question mark at the end, like, as if it should be (laughs) obvious, but like... Not only that it should be obvious, but that he's assuming that you don't know, and he has to like explicitly state it. Like, I don't know. I think it's funny. You don't know who I am, do you? Jack Talon, host of Ghost Patrol? That's an interesting like, way to introduce his character. These ghosts were hardened criminals, so I'm going to try a radical new technique. I'm going to try to provoke a response by taunting them with remarks about their manhood. I don't think that's a good idea, Jack. That was a funny scene. No, but with that game, the bonus edition came with, um, you know, an extra $10. It came with the bonus area, which was three screens long. Okay. And three whole screens? Three whole screens. This is an adventure game, um, by the way. Yeah. But, you know, no no FMV scenes either in the bonus material. Oh. So it's basically five minutes at most if you're really bad at solving the three puzzles. Yeah, how... How much did you pay for this? Ten, ten, ten whole dollars. Wow. Oh, man, for like five minutes? Oh, man, and I'm here debating about an hour for a dollar? Yeah, but I mean, I got the game on sale, so I mean, it was one of those sales because it was the Game of the Year edition or something. Yeah. Wow. But with a game that I think I did it, that did it right, say Twilight Phenomena, The Lodgers of House 13, um, the game has, yeah, the game has 12 chapters, and then chapter 13 is the bonus chapter, which which totally tells me, it's like, well, they planned that chapter all the way from the beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> at a game, you know, called The Lodges of House 13, con- only was going to have 12 chapters. Yeah, yeah. It conveniently has a bonus one, but yeah. the bonus chapter is um, double length. So I think I think that works, having like the bonus chapter being twice as long as say like one yeah. normal chapters. Yeah, I don't know about being like the full price of the game for that though. The full price of the game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like well, I mean, uh, they, they uh, also come with a bunch of cheap freebies, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, you can listen to all the various music from the game and here are wallpapers and here's some concept art. Hmm. So you can yeah. throw those in as bonuses. Yeah. It's cool. But with the Twilight Phenomena, it's weird. <laughs> it varies from game to game, obviously, how they do, how they handle the bonus material. But this was one of the ones where they were expecting people to buy the normal game. So it has an ending which makes sense if you never play the bonus chapter. But, I mean, there are other games where it's just a complete cliffhanger because they want you to buy the bonus chapter. Yeah, that's dumb. But uh, with Twilight <laughs> Phenomena, it's hilarious because, you know... 
the normal ending of the game, you defeat the evil bad guy and he's gone forever. Hey. So at the start of the uh, bonus chapter, guess what? He's back. <laughs> it's like he immediately comes back like three seconds after being killed. <laughs> That's funny. And this is great. I mean, it's supposed to be huge dramatic tension that the bad guy's back, but he immediately falls asleep and does nothing for the duration of the bonus chapter. Wow, so why is he there? He spends it sleeping. I should make video games. I can make a video game. Come on. Yeah, but, I mean, that was just a hilarious... It was a really great cutscene to start the bonus chapter off with. This just oh, yeah? Evil monster has returned. He's back. It's scary, yeah. and then he's just asleep the whole time. Which is funny. So this video games it's funny how they work with the bonus chapters and everything yeah so what i'm doing now that i'm wise to the game of like the bonus chapters you know look like yeah. so i will download a trial version both trial versions if that makes sense both trial versions i'll download the oh, trial. is there a trial of the bonus yeah, i'll download the trial of the game and then i'll download the trial of the collector's edition version of the game yeah so that's that's what i'm doing now Instead of, because there was a while, for a while there, it's like, well, I'm always going to get the collector's edition because it has bonus gameplay and it's better. Yeah. And now I've reached the point where it's like, well, I've been tricked uh, one too many <laughs> with the game that has the five minutes of extra material. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to go for it anymore. Yeah. Now, what do you think about games uh, about balancing in video games? Do you think, like, every chapter should be the same level? I mean, same. You mean, like, length? Yeah. Uh,. I mean, like, if it's going to be, like, an episodic game where, like, you're buying each level, then I would hope that they are of similar length for similar price. Uh, but, like, if it's just a game with a collection of levels, I don't see why they would have to be mm. the same length, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, casual games are just, I guess, adventure games. So you usually... Do they usually call them levels? I don't think so. Not in, like, an adventure game. Yeah, because that's something I've had problems with, say, uh, speaking of inside the guide, when I'm writing FAQs for game FAQs, sometimes it's difficult to know where to split up the FAQ. Yeah. So, like, for example, with Final Fantasy, that's somewhat easy. It's like, okay, well, one section will just be the first dungeon, and another yeah. section is going to be the second dungeon. Yeah, when you fight this boss, then when you fight that boss, or, like, when you go through this cave, or when you go to that town, or whatever. Yeah, but with, with other games, it's not always so clear what yeah. one section ends and one section doesn't. Actually, I think that's sort of a thing I've been thinking about lately, is, like, most games seem to have a lot of stupid content uh, basically made to fill up space so that you don't feel ripped off for paying, like, $60 for a video game. And in, like, older RPGs and stuff, it was always, oh, well, the bridge is out. Oh, you have to go fix the bridge before you can continue. Oh, and now you need to get a boat. So you need to go talk to this guy to build you a boat or whatever. And if I'm going to be selling games for a dollar, I don't really have to worry about making uh, money at all. You know, a, well, <laughs> but like I don't have to worry about making a game that's long and has you going on an epic quest that goes across a sprawling world. You know, I can make something that's a much smaller story that is more. Uh, focused and, I don't know, it's shorter but more interesting things happen in that short span of time? Yeah, I think there's a sometimes a problem, I guess, with the longer 
RPGs is when they introduce a character way too late in the game. Yeah. So I mean, at what point should all the main characters be introduced? Because say like Final Fantasy three or something, it's like, ugh. Yeah, you're still getting more characters. Twelve you can hours get in. Umaro. Yeah. Well, you can get Umaro or Gogo uh, at the end of the game, literally. Like, you can't get Gogo until the end of the game, basically. Yeah, I, I sort of have a problem with that. I just think that's sort of bad storytelling. Or maybe not bad storytelling, but, you know, I feel bad for those characters because they're never going to have as much development as anything. Yeah, true. Because they're, like, optional characters, aren't they? Uh, Well, like, Umaro and Gogo, yeah, they're optional. But, like, if you say, like, Strago, who comes in, I think he's one of the last characters that you get as, like, a new character... Uh, yeah, that's right. Strago and Realm, those are their real names. Yeah. Oh, why? What do you? I, what did you call them? I named them. Oh, I forget. The girl was Kate or Kay. <laughs> you know, named after the game Cola Rider. Yes. Who does artwork? Yeah, Kate J. And whoever she's always working with. So, Colin. I don't know. I don't think Colin is a character. No, I don't know. But like, yeah, they get. In, uh, into the story really late and like they have their own little bit but at that point you have like 12 characters to choose from I know and it's like well and why are you bring you get different like it's the same general story but like different characters say different things if they are present so like yeah yeah that that was one of the things actually I don't know why I'm complaining about this for Final Fantasy 3 when I love that in the Paper Mario GameCube <laughs> it's yeah. like I would literally, you know, watch the cutscene with, you know, the Koopa character, and then I'd just reload the game and go through the cutscene with the, the Goomba character. Because, you know, the writing for that game is so good. Each character was so different and unique. Yeah. But with Final Fantasy um, 3, weren't you only allowed to have, like, 12 characters in the final battle? You split up into you three had... parties of four. Yeah, or four parties of four, I can't remember, because uh, I think if you had the bonus characters, Gogo, Umaru, uh, and Mog, then you could fill up four parties. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I just remember I played um, the final level, and... Um, yeah, you get the separate parties. Yeah, there were two characters that you know weren't able to go with any party because I had I had all the characters, so two of them just had to be left behind. Oh. And one of them was Mog, and I, I named him Paul, after Paul Francis. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. You didn't name Terra? You didn't name Terra as Paul no. being the main character? Uh, Terra was uh, Vangie, because she was a, a, oh. a girl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who's Lizzo? It's not like we had too many... The other girl. Oh, the only other girl. <laughs> yes. It's not like there are that many girls in the uh, Final Fantasy yeah, III universe. But no, at the end of the game, once you defeat the final boss, um, Mog just shows up randomly, even though he's he hasn't been part of the entire scene whatsoever. Yeah. But I mean, it's programmed so all the characters show up at the final cutscene and they watch the bad guy get killed. So it's like, where is he? He just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And, you know, says his line, hey, we killed him. And I'm like, we? What is this we nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> You were missing for the past half hour due to the not half hour like hour two hours of gameplay. Yeah. Due to the game limitations, they couldn't actually have you. Yeah. I don't know video games. Yeah. So. 
I complained loudly about Paul being this loser who's trying to <laughs> steal everybody else's uh, spotlight. Yes, uh, that Paul. Riding on our success there when our heroes were saving the world, stupid Moogle. Yeah, being too busy to be on our podcast because he's so famous and being an editor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, joke's on him because newspapers are going to go out of business. Oh, oh, that's harsh. I'm pretty sure the internet is going to... I mean, have you heard about this internet thing? No, tell me about it. I think... Are, oh, are you talking about the information superhighway? Yeah, 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 that's... Cyberspace. It's, it's something yeah. like that where, I mean, it's basically you can read things on it for free. Wow. Why would I ever pay to read things again? Well, I mean, here, here's here's another reason, though. Um, you know how a newspaper comes once a day, right? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously. But the internets uh, can be updated instantaneously. What? I don't believe you. No, no, it's true. So, I mean, people aren't um, required to sum up things every single day. It's like you can post news as it happens. Wow. So, so say you're like a big fan of the sports game, they will give you up to the second information on what's going on in your sports game. Wow. Interesting. The future, man. Yeah, so I think I think newspapers are on the way out. I don't know. I mean, they've been around for a long time. I think they'll still be, you know, around for a while longer. That's what people said about 8-track tapes. Oh, yeah. Betamax. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if these DVDs will catch on, though. Yeah, wait. Uh, no, Blu-rays are going to catch on. Oh, Blu-ray? Mm-hmm. What about Laserdisc? It's a DVD, but HD. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think the problem uh, is that should... Blu-rays are, you know, they're shaped like a CD, and so are DVDs, and that confuses people who don't know things. Yes. <laughs> Why can't I play this on my stereo? What What is wrong with this? <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you put a DVD into Monster Rancher. Are you going to try to find out? Maybe, maybe I can do that later. I still have a PlayStation around here somewhere. Did, I'm sure I still have Monster Rancher. Did they not have um, DVDs when that game came out? No, I mean, actually, uh, it probably couldn't read it because I think it uses a different frequency of light. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I guess I could try it. Did you ever play Deja Vu? The uh, NES yeah. uh, adventure game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. Cool. Sako. Sako, Kablamo. You weren't, yeah, pow. you weren't part of, like, the Deja Vu crew. Crew? With the Game Cola YouTube page, we we all played Deja Vu. So I, oh, no, I, wasn't. I played the Game Boy Color version, Paul played the NES version, and Nathaniel played the Windows Yeah, I think it came out. Yeah. And Paul apparently is not very good at video games, believe it or not. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> so, I mean, when he played the NES, he literally used my walkthrough on the screen. Oh, wow. And he, wow. Would, he would keep referring to it and quoting it at length, and it made me very nervous. Yeah, Paul, Paul. No, it just made me feel... I felt weird watching it, because he kept talking about me by name. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Michael Gray, what am I supposed to do here? Like, <laughs> he's talking to me. Yeah, but you're not there. Which deja vu walkthrough? Oh, Nathaniel's deja vu walkthrough is the most popular. Oh. Did you guys do those before Game Cola? This was 2009. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, it would just be funny if you both, like, uh, wrote a walkthrough for the same game before you both came to Game Cola. No, we didn't. And deja vu, too. My video walkthrough for that is moderately popular. 
it's not the best game ever, but... I don't know. We've been recording for uh, three hours and 33 minutes. Should we call it a podcast? We could call it a podcast unless we can think of more things to say. How do I end a podcast? Oh, uh, should should I say, like, oh, yeah, visit our right. website? Yeah, because this is an actual podcast. So, like, I guess, uh, hey, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is uh, JD and Michael Gray on the Game Cold Podcast. Our special guest never showed up, sadly, but maybe we can have him on another time. If you are interested, if you're listening on, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not on our website, uh, please visit www.gamecola.net, our actual internet website. Uh, if you're not looking at so, us on YouTube, hey, you can hmm? also check us out on YouTube. Yeah, I was gonna, you know, I could do the second yes, oh. half of it. Oh, okay, okay, go for it. You can also check us out on YouTube at uh, gc.net. That's gc and the um, words .net. Is that the proper way to describe it? Yes, I usually say the word dot and the word net, just, but yeah, like it's spelled out. It's not like an actual dot okay, let me, let and me an do actual that net. Okay. okay, let me do that again. You can also check out our YouTube page, gc.net. That's G-C-D-O-T-N-E-T. You can email us at podcast at gamecola.net. That's gamecola and then dot net, not like this <laughs> at all. Yes. Wow, that's confusing. Uh, Maybe that's why we don't get so many emails. Oh, yes, too many people are typing in .net. Yeah. They go to our YouTube channel and then they try to email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, If you go there, rate us highly. Make sure to leave us a nice review. So what's uh, the point of rating somebody highly? Because I don't think... We're, are we like on the rating stands? We could be. If enough people rate us. Okay. Yes. So you know, uh, if, like, you guys know what you have to do now. The next few million people vote for us. We could be on the top video game podcast, if that's a category. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know, am I forgetting anything? Uh, YouTube, you What's can follow us at Twitter. Or Twitter. At something. Uh, at GameCola. Yeah, just look for GameCola on Twitter. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, all of you, for being here. Oh, um, it, it was our pleasure. We We really enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. And she she has like uh, ponytails. Yes, twin tails, if you will. Twin tails? Yes, twin tails, as they call them. That's, w- that's what you call them? Well, there's two of them. Yeah, but don't you always... Okay, never mind. <laughs> I thought you usually have two ponytails. No, a ponytail is one. No, a ponytail is like two, right? Hold on. I'm going to go to... Pigtails are... Okay, pigtails are two. Pigtails are two. So yes, they are pigtails. Oh, I have pigtails mixed up with ponytails. Okay. I'm going to look for double ponytail. Double ponytail. Oh, yeah. I'm getting some results for double ponytails.